Man. Can I tell you before we get started a couple things? One, we don't do it often, and I understand why, but I just got to tell you, I know you parents are like, no, I love having the kids in here tonight, okay? I, 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 I know your parents are like, but we can't concentrate, you know? I'm just a big kid myself, so I just love having the kids in here at least once a year on, on Christmas Eve. A um, couple things, though. Don't forget that Sunday, so two days from now, we're having one service. And what time is that service? Yes! Amen! <laughs> Amen! I love it. So 10 o'clock. Don't miss being here at 10 o'clock in two days, the last Sunday of the year. You don't want to go out of 2021 without being in God's house, if at all possible. In fact, speaking of that, I want you to mark two days on your calendar in your head already, too. And that's Sunday, January the 2nd and Wednesday, January the 5th. The reason being is those are the first two services of our Sunday and Wednesday services in the new year. And why am I pointing those out? Because God wants to call his people back to church. And in the last couple of years, we've had so many Christians who have stopped coming to church. And this is the year God is saying, I need my people back in church. Okay? So what better way to start that habit, if you will, than January the 2nd, January the 5th, if you can, just be in God's house more than you've ever been before. I'm telling you. You will receive a blessing by being with God and God's people in his house. He has a special blessing for you when we come into his house and we worship him together with other believers. Tonight, I want to share with you for a few moments a very familiar story, one that I'm just going to read part of tonight. And that is out of the Gospel of Luke, the announcement of the birth of Christ to the shepherds. Luke writes, Now there were shepherds nearby living out in the field, keeping guard over their flock at night. And an angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were absolutely terrified. But the angel said to them, Do not be afraid. Listen carefully, for I proclaim to you good news that brings great joy to all the people. Today your Savior is born in the city of David. He is Christ the Lord. This will be a sign for you. You will find a baby wrapped in strips of cloth and lying in a manger. Suddenly a vast heavenly army appeared with the angel, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace among people with whom he is pleased. I want to speak to you tonight for a few moments about this. God wants to be found. If, if the Christmas story reminds us of anything about our God, is it's that God wants to be found. I mean, yes, it's amazing that God became a man and was born. I mean, we'll get to a little bit of that later. But the fact is that so many people could and did miss that but God wanted to make sure that those at least that could be or would be interested in finding him knew about him. So that's why Luke starts this section by saying God sent an angel to these shepherds who were just 
minding their own business, doing what shepherds do, keeping watch over their flock. They weren't doing anything special other than what they'd always been doing. And suddenly this angel appears to him. Let's not forget, an angel is a messenger sent from God. So God wanted these shepherds to know about the birth of his son in Bethlehem. So God made sure that they would know about him by sending this angelic being to them to announce his birth. Now, God may not have announced himself to you through an angel, but I guarantee you every person here tonight, in some way, God has been trying to reach out into your life throughout your life. He's been trying to reach you some way, whether it's through somebody else, through a song, through any myriad of ways, God wants to be found by you because God doesn't want any of those that he's brought into this world because he's created us all to go out into eternity without knowing him in a personal way and experiencing the love that he has for each of us. In fact, the angel reminds the shepherds of that. Notice what he, what he says. He says, this will be great joy to all people. In other words, God is making himself available and accessible to everyone. There's not a human being who's ever been brought into this world that God doesn't want them to find him, that God is not trying to reach out in some way. And God can do it any way he likes because God has everything at his disposal. If God wants to use an angel, he can. But God can use a myriad of different things to reach into people's lives. And God, in fact, can even reach into people's hearts and minds in ways that you and I as human beings can't because God can speak to, directly to our spirit and to our mind. And he can bypass using any of the conventional vehicles. But the point I want to make tonight, it is clear in the Christmas story, God wants to be found, first of all, because he sent an angel to those shepherds. He wanted to make sure that they knew about the birth. Second, the shepherds say to the angel, this will be a sign for you that if you choose to check out what God is revealing to you, you will find this little baby wrapped in strips of cloth and lying in a manger, a feeding trough for animals. And the angel says this is a sign, okay? Because God wants to be found. The word sign speaks about something that points to something or someone and distinguishes it in order for it to be found. So God not only sent an angel to those shepherds, God also through the angel says, I'm giving you a sign so that if you travel a few miles to Bethlehem and you start looking for newborn babies, and by the way, there wouldn't be very many babies born that night, but if there did happen to be even one other birth, there's a good chance that only one was going to be lying in a feeding trough where animals took nourishment from and, and would be surrounded by animals in a very obscure place. You see, that's part of, too, why God needed to send angels and give signs because Sometimes what God does is so simplistic that people can miss it. Because let's face it, it was just a birth, right? There's births every day. 
what made this birth so special was who was being born. It was God becoming a man and coming to this earth to reveal God to each of us because God wants to be found. And God wants to be found so much that he became human in order to relate to us in a way that we can relate to him now. He's not just invisible. He could be touched. He could be heard. He could be seen. And so God wants to be found. And then after the shepherds do take the time to go to Bethlehem and see baby Jesus, then the Bible tells us, guess what they do? They can't stop talking about it. They relate this story and what happened to them to everybody around them. They become the first evangelists in the Bible. They become the first people with the good news to go out and spread it to everybody they know so that God could be found. So I I want us to think about that for a moment because we're going to circle back to that before we close tonight. Because if you're here tonight and you have the light of God in you through a personal relationship with Christ, you realize that you now are responsible to tell others about Jesus too and to relate him to others too, just like the shepherds did. You and I are all to, in a sense, be evangelists because God wants to be found. And how does God reach into people's lives today? Through his people. That's one of the ways he does it. He has given us the privilege and the honor to carry the message of Jesus Christ to others. And that's sometimes how they find out about Jesus. That's how I found out about Jesus. I had people in my life when I was a small child, like some of these children here, who taught me and told me about Jesus and his love for me, him coming to earth for me. And I learned about that when I was a very young child, and it made such an impression on me that God would do that for me that one day I recognized that I was a sinner and that I fell short of the glory of God and that I needed a Savior, and yet I knew that Jesus loved me enough to come and die on the cross for me so that I could have that relationship and that sin forgiven. But God wants to make himself known. So even tonight, I want us to think about that in two ways. One, if you're here tonight and you don't know Jesus, guess what? God is making himself known here tonight to you. And second of all, if God has already made himself known to you and you have a relationship with God, then guess what? It's up to us to shine our light in this world and let other people see God in and through us. But secondly, the second part of this message tonight in God wanting to be found is, let me share with you the evidences that are given in this Christmas story about how you and I can know if we have found God, okay? What will be evident in our life when we find God? Well, listen to the message of the angel. He says, first of all, don't be afraid, which that would have been natural. They're just minding their own business, keeping watch over their sheep, and this angel, supernatural being, just all of a sudden appeared. I'd have been scared too. But the angel said, don't be afraid, don't run away. Here's the deal. I have good news that brings great joy to all people. See, the first evidence that people have found God in their life is they have joy. 
Are you filled with joy tonight? And see, joy is a gift that God gives people who found him. It's a gift from God. It's supernatural. It's not based on our circumstances. Happiness is based on circumstances, happy, unhappy. Joy is something that can be constant because joy is that deep sense of well-being that only comes from God. And it's something that you and I can be rejoicing in at all times. Are you filled with joy tonight? If so, that is an evidence that you have found God. And if you're looking for joy in your life, I can tell you how you can find it by accepting the gracious gift of Jesus Christ into your life. That's how you find joy. In fact, this reminds me, I'll try not to take long to find it. Over in the book of 1 Peter, Peter writes a very great verse. He says to Christians, you have not seen him, but you love him. Speaking of Jesus. You do not see him now, but you believe in him, and so you rejoice with an indescribable and glorious joy. Wow, that's to be a description of Christians. Rejoicing with an indescribable and glorious joy because joy is one of the evidences that we found God. I bring you good tidings of great joy. There's a second one, and that is we are being continually delivered because the angel says today your personal savior or deliverer is born in the city of David and he is Christ the Lord. He's the promised Messiah. And he's come to deliver us. And if you and I are saved, that we have a relationship with Jesus Christ, we've already been delivered through Jesus from the penalty of sin. We never have to worry about our sin any longer because it's been forgiven. But also throughout our Christian life, we are continually delivered from the power of sin, and one day we will be delivered from the presence of sin in the glory of heaven for all of eternity. We've been delivered. And we can be delivered from anything that is self-destructive or hindering or, or hurting or painful or whatever in our lives even today. That's, that's the evidence that we've found God when we have a power in us that can deliver us from things that hurt us or hurt others. And you think about that in the context of our world today. How many people today have something that has gotten a hold of them that is either destroying their own lives or destroying someone else's life around them? And they need to be delivered from that. Well, God's the one that can do that. God can deliver us from anything. In fact, Sunday's message, if you come back on the 26th at 10 o'clock, right? Good, good. Just seeing. We're going to talk about being delivered from fear. Delivered from fear. Because fear has gripped our world today. Fear has gripped Christians today. And the only way to overcome fear is to admit, I've got a problem with fear. And many Christians today aren't at a place in their life where they're willing to even say, yeah, you're right, I'm afraid. I'm in fear. Because all of us, if we're honest, there's times in our life where we are afraid. 
if you don't ever admit that you're afraid of anything, you're not being honest. Because we all have been afraid of something in our life at some time in our life. Deliverance. I came because he is our savior. He is our deliverer. He's our rescuer. And that's one of the great evidences. And then one more. The angel leaves and this heavenly army appears with the angel praising God, which you can only imagine. We, we can only imagine what those angels were thinking. The angels have seen Jesus and been worshiping him ever since he created them. And now they're watching him become a human being born as a baby on earth. I mean, the angels even were like, wow, God, you're, you're beyond anything we could ever imagine even as angels. So the angels come glorying, uh, glorifying and praising God and saying, glory to God in the highest and on earth, what? Peace among people with whom God is pleased. By the way, well, who's God pleased with? Those who've accepted the gracious gift of his son. That's who he's pleased with. If you've accepted the gracious gift of Jesus Christ in your life, then you can be sure God is very pleased with you because he sent his son so that no one should ever perish but come to have eternal life. For God so loves the world. And there's not anybody here or anyone who's listening to me live stream tonight that God doesn't love you and hasn't come to this earth for you and died on a cross for you, and rose from the dead for you. He would do it for you if you were the only person that ever lived. That's how much God loves you. But God, when he's found, brings joy into our life, brings deliverance into our life, and brings peace into our life. Oh, do we need peace today? And peace isn't just the cessation of hostility between two parties. Peace is God's soundness, God's completeness, God's wholeness. It is, it is a gift, again, that only comes from God that brings a tranquility of mind and spirit. Oh, that we need that today in our world. How many people are truly experiencing the peace that passes all understanding. The peace of God. There are so many people today that are tormented, tortured, living so, with so much stress and anxiety in their life, so much fear, so, so much that they're they're, they're being me, uh, emotionally affected, mentally affected, and physically affected by the lack of peace. Folks, when, when a peace of God comes into your heart and soul and mind, it's like nothing else imagined. That's why the Bible says it passes all understanding. You can't even comprehend it or describe it. But when it enters your mind and your heart and your soul and you're at peace... You're whole and you're sound and you're complete and you're not letting anything around you dictate to you and bring in that lack of peace, 
There's nothing better than that. And we desperately need that in our world today because much of what we're dealing with, the unrest and the anger and the hatred and all of these things we see is because people are not experiencing the peace that can only come from God. They have no peace. They have no peace. And yet it's one of the evidences that people have found God. I bring you good tidings of great joy, which shall be to all people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David, your Savior and my Savior, our Deliverer, Christ the Lord. Glory to God in the highest and on earth. Peace to those who've accepted God's gracious gift. God wants to be found today. And he's still reaching out and reaching into people's lives. Maybe it's not through angels or signs or shepherds, but God tonight is reaching out saying, I want you to find me because in me, you will have joy. In me, you will have peace. In me, you will have deliverance. One more thing. Why candlelight ceremony on Christmas Eve? Because of this very fact. God wants to be found. And how, and I should say it this way, what is God's plan primarily today to be found? He told his people, I make you fishers of men. I want you to go into all the world and make disciples, teaching people, baptizing them. How does God want to be found today? Primarily through the church, through his people. We, in a sense, are the modern-day shepherds that are to carry our light of Jesus Christ to others so that they can see Christ in us and they can see the joy and the peace and the deliverance that has, happens in our life and they might be drawn to our Savior through us. So that's why light is so important and so connected to the Christmas story because God has come into this world as the light of the world and given those who believe in him light and now we are to carry that light so that others may see that light. Jesus said, let your light so shine before men that they might see your good works and glorify your Father in heaven. Are you ready to let your light shine today? So here's what we're going to do. We're going to get ready. I'm going to ask our worship team to come back. And you all have candles, and the kids have the glow sticks. When we begin to sing, O Holy Night, there's going to be folks come around who are going to light your candles. Just keep your candle up until it's lit, and then we can light off of each other. I will say this. Use common sense. <laughs> when it comes to the candle thing if your candle starts to drip on you as mine did a couple years ago just real quick digressing here we were at Basha about three or four years ago on Christmas Eve and we're singing away and even with that guard that hot wax started hitting my hand and boy that hurt so I get it. If you need to, like, blow out your candle or whatever, you do whatever you need to do, all right? But here's what I want us to do, at least for a few seconds tonight. 
don't forget the wonder that you hold in your hand because this represents the light of Jesus Christ in your life. And if you've got that, that's something to be excited about, to celebrate, to be proud of, but also to let it shine and let others see so that they can come and know God as well because God wants to be found. Amen? So let's stand and let's sing, O Holy Night.